what you focus on, you feel. So if you are only going to focus on how hard everything is and you're only going to focus on how um, exhausted you are and how exhausting teaching can be because it definitely can be, then you are not going to be, you're not going to raise your energy. You're not going to feel like doing anything else because your body and your brain is so intensely focused on how exhausting everything is that you're not going to focus on what you're going to do about it. Hey there, I'm Amber Harper, former burned out teacher turned teacher burnout coach, dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life. After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change, and that something was me. I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend, and I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward to a few years later, and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course, and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom, and here on the mic, using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher Podcast is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you are about to take your next best step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Let's dive in. Hey, what's up, Burned In Teachers? Welcome to episode 169 of the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm so excited that you joined me here today. And today we are going to be uh, talking about something that is so deeply personal. And I'm going to be answering an Ask BIT question. And I have so much to say about this, but I'm going to make it really simple for you. Now, I will tell you, this episode is going to have a lot of information, a lot of things that I'd like you to consider trying. So I don't want you to get overwhelmed. So I do want you to get out a notepad um, or a, uh, a notebook or a pen or a pencil, something where you can jot down something that speaks with you. So I just want to make sure that I'm really clear about today's episode that everybody is so different. Everybody's lives are so different. Our goals are different. And uh, so I want you to pick one thing. I want you to pick one thing from today's episode And I want you to start dedicating yourself to that one thing. And then in a week, maybe listen to this episode again and add another thing, okay? This is a marathon, not a sprint. Now, I haven't even told you the question that I'm going to answer for you today, Um, but I just wanted to preface everything with that. It's small steps, small little goals, little goals. One of my favorite comfort movies to watch right now because I've put out into the world that I am going to run a marathon next November, is uh, Brittany Runs a Marathon. If you've never watched that movie, I highly suggest it. I love a good transformational movie, and that's what this is all about. It's actually based on a, a real person from New York City who really changes and transforms her life. And her um, it's, it's not her friend at the beginning of the movie, but at some point, uh, someone else who lives in an apartment close to her says, it's all about little goals. 
little goals. We don't have to do everything all at once. So I wanted to put that out there for you right away before I answer this question today. I also want to remind you that if you want to talk more about these episodes in depth, I highly suggest that you go to facebook.com slash groups slash Burned In Teacher. That is our free Burned In Teacher podcast Facebook community where I encourage teachers from all over the world to engage in conversation about making these changes, taking these steps, taking action that's going to help you to go from burned out to burned in. So if you have not gone yet to facebook.com slash groups slash Burned In Teacher, I highly suggest it. This is where I ask questions related to uh, recent podcast episodes to get the conversation started and where you can ask questions and get support from other teachers who want to change the conversation and stop focusing on all the hard stuff and start focusing on what you can control, which to be honest, can be the hard stuff as well. And that's what this episode is going to be all about. And one last thing before I dive into answering this Ask BIT question is I want to say thank you to Kelsey275 for leaving such an awesome review and rating of the Burned and Teacher podcast on Apple Podcasts. She said, Amber, I'm so thankful that I found your podcast. It's helped me to learn the importance of work-life balance and inspires me every day to continue to work through my burnout. Thank you so much for everything that you do for teachers. Kelsey, it is my pleasure, it is my passion, it is my calling to not just be a kindergarten teacher, but to be your coach through this hard time. So if you are are also inspired by the podcast in any fashion, in any form, um, no matter what episode, it could be episode one, it could be episode 26, it could be episode 168, it could be this episode, I would really appreciate a review and rating on Apple iTunes um, or Apple Podcasts or Spotify, on YouTube, anywhere where you are listening to this podcast, I would really appreciate a review and rating. When you leave a rating and review, it really does help other teachers out there to find the podcast. And Lord knows more and more teachers out there in the world need help. They need to hear these stories. They need to hear answers to these questions. They need strategies to move through these challenging times that they're experiencing. So I appreciate you taking the time to do that so much. All right, so let's dive into today's Ask BIT question. This question was actually asked a few months ago um, by an anonymous teacher, but coincidentally, the other day inside of the Burned In Teacher Podcast Facebook community, someone asked a similar question. So I knew that it was a great time to, to answer this question. Also, because it is January when I'm recording this episode, our, <laughs> you're going to notice that it's going to be perfect time because a lot of us are lacking energy motivation this time of year. So um, this question, this is the question that was asked of Ask BIT. What advice do you have for any teacher who is so absorbed in their job that they don't have any desire or energy to do non-teaching activities like crafts, hanging out with friends at the end of the day? So that was the original Ask BIT question. And then the other day, this question was asked inside of the Facebook community. Do any of you have good advice, ideas for increasing a teacher's physical energy so you have energy through the whole day, week, and time after work? If I'm tired, I'm not as quick to get things done. So there were a lot of answers to this question um, within the community. That's why I really highly suggest that you join um, because a lot of a lot of other teachers really they dove in and really tried to help this teacher um, with their own advice and things that help them. I mean, we have comment after comment after comment, but I want to give you my two cents as well. So 
here's my general answer to this question. And this is why I preface this episode with telling you, choose one thing, little goals, one thing at a time, okay? Because what you're going to see if you do one thing and you do it well, you're going to see a ripple effect. It's going to help you to take the next step and then to do those two things well together and then take the next step. The thing that I've noticed about myself as an overachiever, someone who wants to be the best and do the best that I can at everything that I do, is I tell myself the story that I have to do everything all at once. And that is not true. Uh, So I want to... I know all of you out there, you you and I, you know, we <laughs> we have a lot in common. So here are some general answers that really do work. However, I think that we look at these ideas of ways to raise our energy and raise our motivation um, so that we can feel like we, you know, that we can live life outside of school. We look at all these things and we think, oh my gosh, they're all so important. What do I do first? When everything is important, nothing becomes important. The next thing I want to tell you is that what you focus on, you feel. So if you are only going to focus on how hard everything is and you're only going to focus on how um, exhausted you are and how exhausting teaching can be because it definitely can be, then you are not going to be, you're not going to raise your energy. You're not going to feel like doing anything else because your body and your brain is so intensely focused on how exhausting everything is that you're not going to focus on what you're going to do about it. So here are some ideas. Again, jot these down and pick one to start with, okay? Number one, you've got to set clear boundaries between work and personal time. I have talked about this so, so much, but you have to make a plan for when you will stop working and stick to it. So I um, talk in depth of the, about this inside of Hacking Teacher Burnout. I go way more in depth inside of Burned In Teacher University, and I do have a TPT product and a bundle all about managing your teacher overwhelm. So you can access any of those three resources to learn more about how to set these boundaries. I've, I've covered this in previous podcast episodes as well. But you have to make the choice and you have to stick to it. When you say, I am leaving school today at 4.15, leave at 4.15. Okay, your brain is going to tell you that you have to do more, but you don't. Okay, if you're especially if your contract ended contract time ended at 3:30, you do not have to be there past 1:30. I'm sorry, 3:30. Okay. All right. Next is make time for self-care and relaxation. I know self-care is a buzzword. It's severely overused and it means different things to different people. But you have to make the time. I, what I want you to focus on is not the word self-care. What I want you to focus on is you have to make the time. You are not going to find the time to take care of yourself. You have to make the time. And this really goes Uh, very well with my first suggestion, okay? So self-care to you could be exercise, could be meditation, it could be reading, whatever activity helps you unwind. So if you want to do more crafts, you have to make the time to do that. And that can be your why for leaving. If you are so exhausted that you don't feel like crafting, well, you have to put that in your schedule and maybe schedule it with, with some friends. Along with that, I want you to prioritize and schedule those non-teaching activities. You've got to block out time on your calendar for your hobbies or other events that are coming up um, and other non-work activities. And what I highly suggest is creating a Saturday or Sunday ritual. Um, Actually, right before I sat down and recorded this podcast, it is a Sunday. 
I was going through my Sunday ritual. I have a list of things, um, and I I do use a productivity um, a site to do this. But you can just make a list. You can have you know a Google Doc. I have a list of things that I do every single Saturday or Sunday morning that helps to set me up for a successful week. There's nothing worse to me than things, quote unquote, sneaking up to me on a Tuesday that I forgot was happening. That that itself is exhausting to me to always feel like I'm being, you know, either blindsided or I forgot or this, you know, this just crept up and oh my gosh, I didn't, I didn't remember this was today. You can prioritize and schedule those non-teaching activities. You can make that part of your Saturday or Sunday ritual, okay? The next thing that I want you to try to do is I want you to break up that workday into short breaks, okay? Taking five or 10 minutes. I'm going to say actually five or three or five minutes. I mean, let's be realistic about our teaching day. And I want you just to stop, close your eyes, take some deep breaths, and think of something that brings you joy, Just stop. Just remove yourself from the situation. It could be during your prep time. It could be right before the students come in. It could be um, during your lunch break. You know, you can go outside. You don't have to go for a 10-minute walk. I mean, if you you have the luxury of that time, that's awesome. Go ahead and do that. I, I will be honest. I don't go out for walks in the middle of my teaching day. But I do stop, close my eyes, take, you know, between four and six deep breaths, And I think about something that makes me happy. You can do that too. All right. And um, at the end of the day, thinking about something good that happened. All of these things are little tiny steps that can help you to generate positive energy. Okay. Here's the next thing. And you're already here listening to this podcast. So you're already doing this. I want you to reach out for support. I want you to talk to your friends. I want you to talk to your family. I want you to get a therapist. And I want you to talk to them about how you're feeling. Sometimes just talking about what's exhausting you and asking for help and ideas for how you can generate more energy is going to yield so, it's just going to make you feel better just to get all of these feelings out of your brain. We can be exhausted by our thoughts. And the more that we talk about them and then seek solutions, the better things are going to get for you. So if if you're listening to this and you know maybe you're the person who asked these questions, know that you've already done that. You, you've reached out for support. Now you have to take action, right? You can't just educate yourself. You can't just learn. You actually have to do something, okay? The next thing that I suggest, the last thing I actually suggest in this list is to take time off. Take a sick day. Take a personal day. I understand that sub plans suck, but they are worth you having a day for you. Don't be afraid to take a day for you to maybe just simply sleep in and lay on the couch and take some naps and watch some TV and get yourself relaxed. Or take a day off to do those crafting activities. Take a day off to really do some deep diving, do a deep dive evaluation into how you're spending your time and energy and what is exhausting you, okay? If you do not recharge yourself, you are not going to be able to continually be charged enough to do the things that you love. Ultimately, the most important thing to remember is that teaching is is super important and a really, really rewarding job. 
but it's also healthy to have that work-life balance. And it's important for you to not just listen to this podcast, but for you to actually choose one thing and to do it. All right? You have to do things that bring you joy so that you can live a joyful life. I talk about this in the Be, Do, Have episode that I did, oh gosh, probably over a year ago. I will link it here in the podcast. If you want to be more energetic, then you have to do the things that an energetic person would do so you can have that energy. We can't wait until the weekend. All right, we can't, we can't. We have to do energetic things every single day. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I led a, uh, a word of the year workshop and my word of the year is better. I turned 40 in November. I want to feel better. I want to do better. I want to teach better. I want to have better energy. I want to run better. I want to, every year of my life, I want to feel better. And in order to do that, I have to do the things now that are going to help me to feel better. I can't wait until summer and say, well, or or spring break for that matter and say, well, when spring break starts, I'll, I'll start to eat better. So I'll feel better. I'll start to get better sleep. No, no, we have to do those things now. So really quickly before we sign off for today, I'm going to actually tell you what I'm doing to feel better. And even uh, things I've been doing for years and things that I'm adding to my rituals and routines to help me to feel better. Number one, I am prioritizing sleep. I am making sleep my number one priority. I remember when I first started teaching, you know, Jeff and I were in our early 20s. We we had Hannah. Um, she would go to bed, you know, 7.30, 8 o'clock. We would stay up. I mean, we would stay up until 11, 11.30, no problem. Get up in the morning, 5.30. Uh, it was fine. There is no way in hell I could do that now. Absolutely not. So I have resolved to, I bought an alarm clock. I put my phone and my Apple Watch in the office. And I am in bed reading a novel. Um, for, (laughs) by nine o'clock, I am in bed and I am reading and I only get through a couple of pages. Okay. Something I want to suggest to you, and I'm not a doctor and I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not going to tell you that this is for everybody, but, um, I have a good friend who we've had these conversations about building more energy and feeling better as we get older. And one thing that she's talked to me about is, um, taking a supplement of magnesium, ashwagandha, and holy basil. And I take those things before bed. Now, I'm again, check with your physician. You know, I'm not offering you health or medical advice. I'm just telling you what has worked for me. Um, ashwagandha and holy basil are adaptogens. They help you to be calmer. They also help to improve your immune system. And if you take them before bed, they help you sleep. I also take melatonin. I've been doing a ton of research about hormones and hormones and hormone imbalances since I've turned 40. And that is one thing that starts to lack is your melatonin. Um, gosh, there's so, I'm going to have to do another episode about all of the things I've been learning about as we get older, how many shifts we need to make in the way that we take care of our body. So all of my ladies out there, if you are, you know, if, if you're my age or a little older, go to YouTube university and search hormone imbalance and what it is that you can do to start to help yourself to feel better. Okay. That's all I have to say about that because it's a whole, it's a whole animal. Okay. The next thing is I prioritize exercise. I wake up between 4.15, 4.30 in the morning. The first thing I do, I exercise. I uh, alternate between um, riding our bike, riding my bike in the basement. Right now it's on a trainer. 
And then the next day, I will do heavy weight training. That's another thing I'm learning is super important to gaining muscle, gaining energy, is we've got to be lifting weights, ladies. The, the days of cardio only are over. So um, I alternate between a day of biking in the morning, then the next day I'll lift heavy weights, the next day I will run. As you know, that is my love. Uh, so I will run for two or three miles, walk run right now because I'm dealing with a hip injury, and then the next day I'll lift heavy weights again. So again, not a uh, health coach yet, um, but I that is something that is working tremendously for me. So I'm done by 5.30. The next thing is I eat a protein-based breakfast. And not just breakfast. I eat a protein-based breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Something else I've learned is super, super important to our health and wellness as we're getting older. And it is helping me so much to have so much more energy. Um, I was doing intermittent fasting for a while. Right now I'm backing away from that because I'm really trying to get my diet under control. And I am telling you, the things that you put in your body matter. You should be eating protein, vegetables, um, even carbohydrates. Carbohydrates are your friend. They give you energy. But we have to do all of those things in a balance, okay? So that's in general. Okay, so I've basically taken you through my day, right? You know that I have a Saturday or Sunday ritual. You know that I'm uh, prioritizing sleep. I'm getting about seven hours of sleep a night. I would love to get eight. I, I get that on the weekend. Um, I prioritize ex- exercise. I make sure that I connect with my friends. I make sure that we have things on the calendar to look forward to. So I am living the answers that I'm giving you. And I'm telling you, it does take time. It does take effort. It does take intention and it does take discipline. I talk about all of these things and the ways that I really do live the burned in process inside of Hacking Teacher Burnout. You can find it on Amazon or I encourage you to go to burnedinteacher.com slash course where I don't just teach the burned in process, but we talk about time and energy management throughout the entire course. And if you are someone who's feeling exhausted, you need something else to focus on. And more than likely, you really need to focus on you. You need to focus on your burnout. You need to focus on tiny goals and little steps that you can take so that you are not feeling exhausted through this life. If you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, this is so me, and now I have all of these ideas, but I don't know where to start, Send me a DM on Instagram at burnedinteacher or email me at support at burnedinteacher.com. And of course, as I suggested at the beginning of this podcast episode, go to facebook.com slash groups slash burnedinteacher and let's have a conversation with over a thousand teachers in there who are ready to do something different. I know you took something away from this episode today. I know that I just want you, I told you to start one thing, just one, and then add something else. And I know you're going to see results, my friends. All right. Take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned-in teacher. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of burned-in teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned-out teacher to burned-in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher Podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Burn on.